Okay. Okay, so we're back now. We wanted to get uh, our other live stream audience on with us. We had uh, another button push that we needed to hit. And so we want to make sure that everybody's able to join in with us as we go to uh, the scripture. We're going to go back to, uh, I'm going to have to end this for a second, but we're going to go to our uh, very, very familiar pastor scripture. So we're going to go to, Let's just see if we can uh, go there. Yes. So we're going to see if we can go there to the scripture. Um, bear with us. I'm going to try to put that on the screen for you in just a moment here. Let's see here. We can go ahead and uh, put the scripture on the screen. All right, there's the scripture. All right, we got the scripture on the screen for you. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 9. So we ask that you would join us as we go to Genesis uh, chapter 9. All right, so we're going to take a look at Genesis chapter 9. All right, so let's take a quick look. Uh, first thing we want to talk about is we talk about uh, human government. Uh, just want to say, uh, we defined human government yesterday, uh, and we kind of talked about a few things on the broadcast, but we're going to get to a very important point in Genesis chapter 9. He commanded them, as I talked about earlier, to be fruitful and to multiply. That's what he told them to do, and uh, that's what God intended on them doing. As he established covenant with them, these are the laws, he said, into thine hand. Uh, you have dominion over the animals and over every creeping thing upon the earth. Every moving thing, clean or unclean. Uh, and then he gave them a diet, which was green herbs to eat in Genesis 9 and 3. All right. So now. Uh he gives them a clear description that they're not supposed to consume any blood. All right. So we're going to talk about this in just a minute. In um, Genesis 9 and 4, he says, but uh, flesh with life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat. So it gives them clear as he established this covenant. And, and we have to be careful when we look at this and analyze these scriptures because when God gives this covenant with them, uh, he gives a covenant. Uh, he gives this covenant to let them know uh, that uh, he was going to establish a blood covenant. I must bring this up before we, so, you know, so we can get into the, the real, uh, essence of human government. God never intended um, uh, uh, for man to total self-govern without obeying his laws and commands, if that makes sense. You, now, now, I know it sounds like oxymoron where you say, well, God made us free will agents and then he made us to self-govern, but not by ourselves. Let me explain. I want to make sure I scripturally explain. God wanted men to self-govern, 
but not under ungodly men. All right. I just want to make sure I make this clear. He wanted uh, uh, the people to self-govern, but not under ungodly men because ungodly men were not going to follow his commands. If that makes sense. This is why Kings came along. This is how God established after they rejected. We can see it in Samuel, you know, where the people rejected God and, you know, and God had to give them a king. All right. But I don't want to get into that just yet. I want to stay where we are in human government. So I just want to explain to you, God never intended for man to total self-govern without his precepts and his laws and his guidance, without the auspices of God. Okay. So let's make sure we got that clear. All right. But he did allow man to have uh, dominion and free will agency uh, to do any and everything he wanted to do as long as it was within the confines of his commandments. And he lays out the covenant to them uh, in Genesis chapter nine, when we look at it. All right. And so he lays it out to them and he tells them, you know, uh, how to handle the blood. All right. So they were not supposed to drink blood or, or consume blood. All right. We want to make sure we make that clear. And then he goes to, uh, let's go to, our next um, scripture, let's go to the next scripture. I want to go to something here um, that we can uh, take a look at. Let's take a look here. And uh, let's go here to our next scripture. Let's see. Okay, Genesis 9 and 5. All right, and that's what we want to go to, Genesis 9 and 5. He says here in Genesis 9 and 5, and I just want you to follow along with us. He says, and surely your blood of your lives I will require at thy hand. Uh, of every beast will I require it. And at the hand of man, and at the hand of every man's brother will I require uh, the life of man. This is very important. We can see, and I want to make the connection to where we are in this dispensation. There's, there's some similarities, but yet under grace, we can see the differences uh, in the viewpoint of where we have a far more uh, excellent covenant and sacrifice that was offered for us. But I, I want to make the connection, though, some things as it relates to uh, the judgment of God remains totally in God's hand as it relates to uh, someone taking someone's life. And so we're going to talk about it here. Let's take a look. And he says here, and you be fruitful and multiply. So I want to go to the next. Uh, let's go to verse six. He said, whosoever shed a man's blood by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. So now you can see all this bloodshed in our streets, in our cities and where we live. And we can see man slaying man. And you can see that God 
said in his word that he would take vengeance on them. All right. And so this is why, you know, it's very important for people to follow uh, God's covenant, especially the godly. All right. Uh, God has a promise or a covenant. And we must understand that he keeps his end. All right. He keeps his end of the bargain. Let's go to the next scripture. I want to go to the next scripture. He said, you be fruitful and multiply and bring forth abundantly in the earth. So he, he gives them a command to be fruitful and multiply and bring forth in the earth. Now, it's very important that I go to the next scripture as God establishes his covenant and God spake on the Noah and to his sons with him saying, and behold, this is Genesis nine and nine. Uh, I want to put that on the screen for you. We're going to fly it on the screen. See if we can get that back on for you. All right. We're going to put that back on the screen for you. All right. Genesis nine and verse nine. So we got it on the screen. I'm going to put it back. Here we go. He says here, and behold, I will establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. So this is very important. <laughs> you know, I, when I stress this, when I talk about human government, it's very important. God intended on establishing covenant. And he never intended for the covenant uh, to be broken between him and man. All right. We can see transgression. Sin always separates us from God. But when we look at human government, we're going to show you the breakdown in government. All right. I want to show you the breakdown. He said, I'll establish my covenant with you. All right. And uh, with your seed and the seed that comes after you. Huh? And this was going to be for perpetual generations. I want to make sure. We get that. It was going to be for perpetual generations. So God wasn't going to end that part of the relationship. Even though man sins, transgresses, uh, uh, how can I say, uh, man's failure, uh, um, has he has a personal disorder. I'll look at this. When we look at personal disorder, we'll see it, and we're headed down to Genesis 9 and 20. If we can get down that far today, we'll pick it back up again. This is a long series, human government, so this may last a while, but I want to talk about it, how it relates uh, to the church, uh, because we still think because we're under grace, there is no government. I don't know what. I don't know why people think because we're under grace, there's no government in the church. <laughs> you know, there's no government among God's people. There's no government. You know, we all, the Bible said, let us, let us be subject to the higher power. We're going to head to Romans 13. So we still have a responsibility church. <laughs> let me get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? And I know people don't like rules. People don't like, you know, a lot of things, but God, uh, did away with some things and we have to find out we have to search the scriptures to find out what things he done away with these handwritings and ordinances but his covenant was for perpetual generations let me make it clear to you my friend his covenant with man was for perpetual gen generations 
So let's take a look here. In Genesis 9 and 10, he says, and with every living creature that is with you uh, of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you from all that go out of the ark and every beast of the earth. This is something here. He says, and I will establish my covenant with you. All glory be to God. Now, I know this is this is deep. I'm not going to even talk about the animals because people don't really realize when God speaks, things have to happen. All right. But let's let's take a look here. He said, I will establish my covenant with you. And he says, neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters of the flood. It's not going to flood the earth again. But that doesn't mean that God is not going to judge. All glory be to God. I got to make sure I make this clear. Under human, human government, we have to realize that God is still sovereign and he is just and he's above all. And there's still going to be judgment that uh, humanity will face the consequences, whether it be reward or whether it be everlasting destruction. All right. So we're not speaking doom or gloom, but we're kind of explaining the human government of this particular dispensation called human government. We know we're not in that dispensation. Let's make that clear. We know we're not in the dispensation of human government. But we want to show you uh, and connect the dots and get the forensics to show you the spiritual and the uh, the evidence through the scriptures that's revealed in the scriptures that God still governs. All right. He governs not only the heavens, but he governs the universe. All right. So let's take a look here. Uh, and we're going to we're going to go uh, we're going to go into it a little deeper, uh, to, uh, hopefully Friday. We're going to try to go into a little deeper if the Lord's will on Friday, if we don't end up uh, going on uh, an out of town engagement. So if we don't end up going out of town. We're going to pick this back up on Friday. All right. Let's take a look. And he says here, he's not going to neither shall there anymore be a flood to destroy the earth. Hmm? All right. So let's let's take a look here. He establishes this and there's not going to be a flood. That's going to destroy the earth. All right. Uh, uh, these few laws uh, of God uh, and man uh, was established uh, since the flood. So let, let's let's make that clear. So since the flood. This is, this is, this is, this is not before the flood. This is after the flood. So now after the flood, God says, uh, he says, neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the waters. Huh? He says, neither shall, uh, I'm at 11. He says, neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by water of flood neither share there uh any be any more flood to destroy the earth 
neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. So uh, when Noah stepped out of the ark, uh, uh, the earth didn't have any life on it. Let's make that point. It was devoided of life and there was no life. And God gives a promise, which is his covenant, that deals with three uh, aspects of his covenant. All right? And let's deal with the three. Never will there be a flood to, to destruction. Huh? As long as the earth remained, uh, seasons was going to come as expected. We're going to get into that in just a minute. So let's look at this human government. Now, we, we you probably say, well, this, this is the early stage of human government. Now, they hadn't stepped off the boat yet. We're going to get into something in a few minutes. You know, then, you know, as as they were getting ready to get off this boat, God makes sure he lays it out. Hmm? So uh, expectations were already set. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? We serve a wise God. He's already set the expectations for humanity when they steps off the boat. All right. And then he gives a rainbow. All right. He gives his covenant. And he tells them how the seasons are going to work. Let's go to the next verse. I want to get it real quick. He says, and God says, this is the token. Oh, glory be to God. God gives a token. Hmm? That uh, these are, this is what I'm saying. This is the forensic evidence of this token. We still see it uh, periodically sometime when we look up in the sky. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generation. You still can see that rainbow. And I don't know how people want to connect the uh, 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 God's holiness to something that's unholy. Oh, let me get out of here. Hmm? The rainbow was never to be distorted. Hmm? Uh, to be discredited as some, oh, glory be to God, some ungodly lifestyle. Oh, glory to God. Let me get out of here. Huh? So we can see, oh, glory be to God, we can still see the fallen state of man and the personal disorder, and we can see the societal disorder that sin causes. Oh, glory be to God. <laughs> Let me get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? So, we can see we can see the problems that it that it makes. Uh, let me go a little bit farther. We can see the problem or the complications that sin will always corrupt and distort. And so God uh, tells them about the order of the seasons that are still preserved. That means because He destroyed the first world, uh, He didn't change the order of how seasons were going to flow. He just Wipe the slate clean. If you want to, I'm going to paraphrase. He just wiped this uh, slate clean and it started over with Noah and his family. All right. And so he steps off the boat. He gives them a promise, uh, which is his covenant. And he tells them it's never going to flood the earth again in the manner in which it flooded. And then he gives them a token, which is the rainbow. All glory be to God. Hmm? Uh, and let them know that uh, the rainbow will remind us of God's faithfulness to his word. All glory be to God. 
So I want to, some people that may not know the word of God, may not know the scripture, the rainbow represents God's covenant promise with Noah. Oh, glory be to God. And we can see it for perpetual generations, and we can see that God did not lay his covenant to the ground. Oh, glory be to God. Even though man transgressed, even though man, oh, glory be to God, steps away from God's, oh, glory be to God, holy covenant, his promise and his commandments. Man failed to obey God. Hmm? Man failed to believe God, but he still hanged that rainbow out there. Oh, glory be to God. He still hangs it out there. Hmm? It don't matter. If some don't believe, does it make the faith of God of none effect? It does not. All glory be to God. He said, let every man be a liar and let God be true. And so God's word is truth. Hmm? And we can see it here when God sets the order. Hmm? He sets the order with Noah. And we're going to go a little bit farther here. We're trying to get down to 20. See if we can get down that far. And he said, I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Hmm? Hung it out there between him and the earth to let us know and confirm to man that the earth was not going to be destroyed by water anymore. Look at this. And it shall come to pass when I bring the cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. So when you see that bow in the cloud, you know God has kept his promise. Hmm? You will know God has kept his promise. I, I'm excited about this because this is very, very good. In uh, Genesis 9 and 15, we're going to get down to 20, and then we're going to go into some exegesis. We're going to kind of explain a lot of this stuff. Uh, in just a minute, but we want to read down to 20. He says, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you. Notice I said, it wasn't just, oh, glory be to God. God just doesn't haphazardly does something, but he does it with purpose. And he says here, uh, and I will remember my covenant. God said he was going to remember it. Hmm? And he says, which is between me and you, and every living creature, he says this, all flesh and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Hmm? And he says here in verse, let's go to verse 16. And he says here, and the boat shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is in the earth. Now, I want to make the connection. Oh, glory be to God. I want to make the connection uh, with the blood. Uh, you know, when man, when, when man sends uh, blood in the Old Testament, it pacified and uh, it never could take away uh, the sin, but it pacified until the fullness of time come. Now, when Jesus comes on the scene, now, now that we're under grace and truth, God no longer sees our sins, those that's been covered by the blood. This is the same. This is a similar. Uh, oh, glory be to God. This is a similar covenant that God will remember. All oh, glory be to God. His son's blood. Hmm? He don't see our sins. 
The blood covers the people of God. All glory be to God. The blood is not for the devil. <laughs> Get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? The blood ain't for those that ain't right, but the blood, oh, glory be to God. The blood covers the people of God. And you know what the blood does? It takes any sinner and washes them whiter than snow. Hmm? But we can't take the blood hmm, to keep sinning. Hmm? The blood is to cover the sin. All glory be to God. If that makes sense to me, if that makes sense to anybody, the blood is to cover the sin, but not for us to continue in the sin. Does that make sense? All right. But I want to just make that connection there because he said when he looks at this uh, bow in the cloud, he will remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature that is upon the earth. Oh, glory be to God. I think that's so wonderful that we can see under the dispensation of human government how God made provision for humanity to continue on. And now we can see even under grace, even in the, in the church, in the body of Christ, God is still making provision uh, through the blood of his son, Jesus, for us to continue to have extended grace. All glory be to God. Judgment is coming, but God is extended. All glory be to God. His grace unto us. I, I just feel so excited about this. I feel like, all oh, glory be to God. I feel like running because grace has been extended to me. All glory be to God. Shouldn't you be excited about this? Let's take a look. I want to go to the next scripture. And God said to Noah, look, at, look what God says to Noah. He speaks now. And God said to Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. God establishes his covenant. God is a promise keeper. Even under human government, all glory be to God, even under man's failure, hmm? uh, man lost his innocence huh? in the time of innocence, in the time of conscience, his conscience was defiled. And now under government, hmm? let me show you what man's tendency is. Away from God, uh, man's failure. Hmm? Anytime we can see this connection. Now, I don't know. You, you, it's a lot of theological people out there. It's a lot of people read their Bible and probably know a lot more uh, than I do. I don't claim to know it all, but I do know this. When a man, a woman, or a person or an individual leaves God, they go down. I do know this. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I may not know much more than that, but I do know this. When a man, woman, or human being leaves God, they fall. Oh, glory be to God. Into a downward progression, into a downward spiral. Oh, glory be to God. And this is what man's tendency was. Oh, glory be to God. And even under grace, if we leave God, we will fall. Let me get out of here. I got to go. Mm, I want to make sure I make that clear. Mm? And you might want to leave mama. You might want to leave daddy. You might want to leave town, but don't leave Jesus. Glory. Oh, I got to get out of here. I had to stick that. That was a free one. I had to stick that one in. He says here in Genesis 9 and 18, as I close out here, I'm closing out. Genesis 9 and 18. He says, and the sons of Noah went forth of the ark were Sham, Ham, 
and Japheth, and Ham is the father of Canaan, and the, these are the three sons of Noah. And of them was the whole earth overspread. All glory be to God. Mm. Three sons. Look at this. And of them, the whole earth was overspread. Now, that's that's interesting. That's good. They did just what God intended for them to do. They replenished the earth. All right, let's go to Genesis 9 and 20. We're going to stop there. This is our last scripture in the teaching lesson text. We're going to call a few other scriptures, but this is the last slide that we're going to deal with today. All right, let's take a look. And Noah began, uh, it says, and Noah began here to be, uh, and husband, and he planted a vineyard. Hmm? So Noah begins to be a husband, and he plants a vineyard. Hmm? Now we can see, uh, Noah starts out with his family. And uh, let's go to uh, let's go to verse 21 and see what happens. And he drank of the wine. Hmm? Look at this. Noah had flaws. And he drank of the wine and was drunken. And he was uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. That wasn't their business. I'm just going to make it plain. And Sham and Judah, they took the garment and laid it upon both of their shoulders and they went backwards. All oh, glory be to God. Hmm? This is somebody showing respect. Hmm? To their father. <laughs> All glory be to God. Huh? Now Ham, he didn't seem to have none. But let's, we're gonna, we're gonna uncover some things here. Hmm? They went backwards and they covered his nakedness of their father. And their faces uh were backwards, and they saw not their father nakedness. It's very important that we cover this. Uh Perhaps this is a way to show us that even godly people can sin and that their bad influence affects their family. Hmm? That's why we must be careful. I must be careful. We all must be careful in this walk with God hmm? because we're influencing somebody. Hmm? We got to look at on the human government. There was a lot of influence. Hmm? We can see some of it uh, was such uh, jaw-dropping influence that it affected the next generation. All right? So we got to take a look. And, and sometimes we feel like what we do don't affect others, but it does. 
Doesn't matter if we're under grace, if we're under human, human government. Doesn't matter what dispensation. We can see this dispensation, and I'm going, going through seven dispensation, but we can see through every dispensation how one person influenced another person. Oh, glory be to God. huh? And we can see the repeat of man's failure. Oh, glory to God. Let me get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? So doesn't matter. So we sit up and say, now nah, we under grace. You know, we don't have to deal with none of that. Okay. Um, Hebrews 9, 27 says, appointed unto man wants to die. And after that, the judgment, huh? For Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many to them that look for him the second time without sin unto salvation. Oh, glory be to God. Hmm? God didn't hang up there for free. <laughs> Let me get up out of here. I got to go. He didn't die for free. Mm -hmm. In the in the aspect of you can just got a free ticket, a license to keep sinning. Mm -hmm. But in Matthew 1, 20 and 21, say, and she shall bring forth the son and they shall call his name Jesus. Glory. For he shall save his people from their sins, not in their sins. Mm -hmm. And so God always want to deliver us from the fallen state and not allow us to stay in that fallen state. All right. So let's look at this human government thing as we um, we want to get out of here. I'm going to leave it right there. But I want to go to um, uh, another thing that I want to talk about here. Um, I want to go to Genesis 11. I want to let you see something. I'm going to read four verses of scripture. I want to show you a uh, societal disorder. If I can get that. Give me a second here. Um, let's go to Genesis, uh, 11 and one and the whole earth was of one language and one speech. Let me show you how wrong influence, what it can do. And it came to pass. Hmm? It says here in Genesis 11 and verse two, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, that they found the plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime for mort, had they for mortar. And they said, look at this influence. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Hmm? Under human government, we can see what influence will do when it's not tapered uh, by godly wisdom and by the fear of God. Hmm? When it's not tapered with godly wisdom and it's not tapered with the fear of God, let us let me show you what what uh, influence will do. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and dwelt there. And they said one to another, you got to be careful with who you communicate with because evil communication, no matter what dispensation you in, will corrupt good manners. And he says here, go let us hmm, uh, make brick. And they burned them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Hmm? And they said, let me show you what they said. Hmm? 
And they said, go to and let us build. All glory be to God. Hmm? Us a city and a tower whose top may reach into the heaven. All glory be to God. Hmm? Look at man's failure. Hmm? Already going down. Look at this. And he says, and let us make us a name. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, this is something else here. Hmm? He said, let us make us a name. Hmm? Now, look. Uh, let, me, let me bring it this, this way. He said, let us make us a name. Now, why do we think this is important? When someone uh, wants to establish their name hmm, and not give credence to God. Hmm? This is a this is a this is a direct uh, uh, line that points to pride. This is the direct line that points to pride. No matter what dispensation, let me show you what pride will do. We're under human government right now. I'm saying in terms of this lesson plan. In terms of the current time we're in, we're on the grace and truth. But pride will destroy all of us. Oh, let me get out of here. I got to go. Hmm? Doesn't matter what dispensation you're in. Pride will still destroy. Hmm? If we do not hmm? put God first. Look at this. Let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. Hmm? They were looking to uh, achieve something great. Hmm? And they wanted to call attention to their achievement. Hmm? Isn't this something? Uh, they wanted to have an identity. Hmm? They wanted to present self-worth. Huh? But they didn't consider God in their planning. Does that sound like us? Um, sometimes uh, we can build a monument or something to people rather than to God. They weren't doing this for the glory of God. They were doing this for themselves. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I want to show you something. Hmm? We often build monuments to ourselves. I can show you in the Gospels. Jesus went to the Mount of Transfiguration. And he transfigurated. Hmm? And the first thing the apostle said, the disciple said, let us make hmm? tabernacles. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Huh? 
let us make tabernacles. And Jesus had to humble them. <laughs> oh, let me get that. I got to go. Huh? And the light shining right about them. And they faces went to the ground. And when they looked back up, they didn't see nothing but save Jesus only. Hmm? We have to look at this under human government because we're in a time now where everybody's building. Hmm? We're in a time now where everybody's trying to, you know, get something done. But look at this. We don't want to build monuments to ourselves. Some of us, we've gotten to the point where our clothes, we our expensive clothes, is too fancy and too good to praise God in. Hmm? And I remember when we as apostolics, we didn't have much of nothing. <laughs> Let me get out of here. Still, if the truth be told, we ain't got nothing. But just to make a point into this human government, hmm? don't let this stuff spoil you. Hmm? Because it's very important that we walk in humility. And we can see in Genesis 11, they weren't walking in humility. They said, let us make a name for us. Hmm? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Let us make a let us make a name. Lest we be scattered hmm? about the face of the earth. So they wanted to make a name for themselves. And sometimes we want to call attention to our achievement. Huh? And they may not be wrong in themselves. I'm not saying that that's wrong. It's not what I'm saying. But let's look at the motive behind it. Hmm? And when we use them to give ourselves an identity, to give ourselves self-worth, huh? They have God's place in our life. We have just erected an idol God. Hmm? And one of God's commandments was that thou shalt have no other gods before me. And we can easily erect a God. Oh, glory be to God. I'm I'm under this under this dispensation of human government. I told you it's gonna take a while. Huh? We can easily erect a God for us and forget about the God hmm, of the universe. Hmm? And when we know, uh, when we know this, we have to be careful because the scripture says there's only one God. Hmm? Hear you, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Ephesians 4 and 5 says it's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Father of all, above all, through all, and in you all. That's filled with the Holy Ghost. He ain't in you if you ain't filled with the Holy Spirit. Hmm? You may have shouted, you may have ran, you may have jumped, you may have even uh, jerked and quickened. But if the Holy Spirit, the hope of glory is not on the inside of you, Romans 8 and 6 said you, he or she is none of his. Hmm? I think eight, six, seven down through there. So if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he or she is not here. So we need to make sure when we look at this achieving that we keep it in its perspective. Hmm? Because they want to make a name for them. I got to go. Uh, let me see. If, yeah, I think I think that's the one I want. And so they were filled with pride right then and there. And uh that was something uh, that caught God's attention. We're not going to go any farther than that one. I think 
we want to stop right there. I think we could go farther, but we're going to stop right there as we talked about uh, the definition of human government. All right. Uh, I want to say this in my closing, in my notes here. It says here, Christians should not leave human government to the management of the ungodly. Hmm? God never intended for us to do that. Hmm? Um, I want to I wanna say something else. Uh, as I uh, close out, I, I had a note I wanted to read here. Uh, Christians are always to obey every ordinance of man. Uh, for, uh, it says every ordinance. Well, let me, let me go back and read this. Kind of got it marked here. All righty. It says men are under obligation to obey, uh, government. As long as the requirements are not inconsistent with the moral law of God. Hmm? This is why we can see now we're entering, entering into a time of uh, this one world rule government, this one world religious system that uh, the church really should have no part of. Hmm? Because we are to worship God and him only. Now they're trying to bring all this stuff into one pot. Hmm? But uh, God has always told his people to remain separated. And so we can't we can't take this thing that's called inclusion and be blinded by how God governs. Hmm? We can look at human government and see the failure of man. We can see it now. And it says here in my note here, it says, uh, uh, as long as it's not consistent with the moral law of God, uh, regardless of the personal character or motive, of the ruler. So men or people or systems that uh, they may mean well by them, but when they conflict with God's uh, uh, law, then they are to be rejected and denounced. All right. And this is why in Titus, uh, I think it's Titus two and 11. He says, um, Matter of fact, let me just, uh, matter of fact, I can just pull that up real quick. Let's go to Titus 2 and 11. I need to go there and show you something real quick. Uh, let's go to Titus 2 and 11. Just want to go there real quick. Is that a grace of God? I want to go there. All right. I want to go right there to it. It says here on the screen. I put it on the screen for you. This is, I could have quoted it, but I want you to see it. It's in scripture. Um, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men. Not only in this human government dispensation, but in every dispensation. I've made the connection from the start of these seven dispensations that we can see grace of God. We can see the grace of God. I've already made that connection, right? So we can see grace 
through every dispensation. If we if we really look and see and look a little bit tighter in the scripture, we can see God had mercy and had grace down through some of these dispensations. And there were times that he did. But it says here in the scripture, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation teaches us on the grace and truth that denying ungodliness, God is always, all oh, glory be to God, God is always uh, rejected ungodliness. And we as the church, we're going to accept it now? <laughs> Let me go. I got to go. Hmm? Teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. Oh, glory be to God. It's a lustful thing to your flesh to say, uh, I want to put my name on it. Don't that sound like pride? Hmm? Uh, it's all about me. Hmm? Look at this. Teaches us to deny godliness and worldly lust. Worldly lust can be summarized as pride. Oh, glory be to God. That we should live soberly. Hmm? Oh, glory be to God. Righteously and godly in this present world. It's important. Because if we don't live godly, hmm? under the dispensation of grace, then we can be looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We can look for it. But I wanted to uh, bring this to let you know that long as our laws don't conflict or our, our the laws of the government don't conflict with uh, God's law, the law of God, then we're good. Christians are to always obey every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be king as supreme or unto the governor as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. I talked about this in the previous, as I close, I talked about this in my last three minutes of the previous broadcast. Uh, uh, the law is for the lawbreaker. It's set by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Hmm? God said in Genesis to Cain and Abel, and he said to Cain, if thou doest well, there will be praise for you. But if you don't do well, sin lied at the door. I'm just paraphrasing to let you see the contrast. So the law is for the lawbreaker. For it is so the will of God that with well-doing that you may put to silence ignorance of foolish men. That's in 1 Peter 2 and 13. This is to put away, put, this here is the, you know, um, to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Because hmm? some people, uh, they have gotten to be foolish to think you can put everything uh, in God's church and call it holy. Hmm? But God reject anything that's unholy. He rejects it. Hmm? And we should reject what God reject and we should love certainly what God love. As I close, yeah, I got two minutes. Christians should not leave human government to the management of the ungodly. Hmm? To uphold and to assist good government is not to neglect salvation of souls. Hmm? 
I would that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul would prosper. And a lot of people think gain is godliness, but godliness with contentment is great gain. And you know what? You need to let the world keep the world's goods and you need to keep walking up the king's highway because payday is coming after a while. I want to let you know. Uh, it is for the salvation of souls that it should be done because promotion of the public and private good is one of the greatest means of saving souls. It is foolish to argue that save men under the obligation to obey human government and at the same time argue that they should have nothing to do with the choice of those who governs. Hmm? And sometimes we say, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to, um, you know, I'm just going to deal with uh, the church side of things. But we have a responsibility. Hmm? Even when you go, and I, I know I'm not trying to deal with nothing political, but even when you go to the ballot box, you need to vote your conscience. Because if you're voting for something, all oh, glory be to God, that God rejects, we're held accountable for our actions. <laughs> oh, glory. I got to let it go. Now, I got to turn it loose. It's 1 o'clock. But I hope I've said something on the human government. We are not done. Uh I got a lot under human government. I got about, let's see, one, two. I want to talk about one, two. Yeah, I got two more pages. Uh, I got two more pages. Uh, wow. Let's see. Yeah, I got two to three more pages under human government. So it's probably going to last another week. So y'all uh, that are viewing, please stay with us and we'll go through some of the things that it has to deal with human government. But I talked about when I first started human government, I talked about uh, nor uh, worship. He received covenant responsibility. And then I talked about man's responsibility was to believe and obey, which was in Genesis nine and one through six. Then I talked about man's failure, personal and societal. All right. And then I talked about man's tendency and then I'm going to talk about uh, the next segment, which is going to be coming up Friday, if the Lord's will. We're going to talk about judgment and the confusion of tongues. Hmm? And we're going to we're going to kind of connect that to the church. Judgment and confusion of tongues. And we we want to show you where God had dispersed in uh, Genesis 11, 7 through Eight there when he dispersed them. And then we're going to show you when God brings everybody back together with tongues. All right. And then our final uh, topic, we're going to talk about by grace through faith, uh, the line of the seed. We're going to talk about the lineage. We're going to talk about the line of the seed. That's what we're going to talk about under human government. There are so many things we could talk about under human government, but I'm hitting uh, the primary points, all right? So I don't want nobody that's uh, an in-depth theologian to say, oh, he missed that. No, I didn't. I just getting the 
the primary points. I'm outlining this series because otherwise it would take much longer to cover. And so I hope that we said something uh, that would encourage the people of God to kind of connect the dots. Let us see the contrast between uh, then and now and that we can see the relationship of uh, our responsibility, man's responsibility, man's failure, man's tendency. All right. And then we want to be able to look at salvation. All right. We want to be able to see the salvation of God on the grace and truth. And so these are the faithful words of Elder Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. I hope that we said something to encourage you. I do want to put something on the screen for you just to let you know that uh, we are um, going to be having uh, some upcoming events and they're going to be right there on the slide um, that's playing alongside of us. The Brotherhood event, uh, District Elder Bishop Elect Turner and Lady Turner, they're renewing their vows. Uh, the flyers on the screen. I'm going to figure out. Uh, the ability to slow that down a little bit where you can see it. Maybe I can pause it um, so you can see that. Uh, they're going to be celebrating Friday, December 29th of 2023. That's uh, in the month of December uh, at 7 p.m. All right. The flyer, I believe, has uh, uh, been sent out, but I just wanted to, uh, those that know them and uh, love them and want to come and support them, uh, which we're if the Lord's will, uh, hope to be with them as well and plan to be there, Lord's willing, because we were there um, when they got married. So we, we've been uh, around for a little bit. And so we was there when they got married. And so we thank and praise God for Bishop Elect and Lady Turner being able to renew uh, 30 years of marriage. And so that's a, that's a very, very uh, uh, encouraging uh and it's very, very uh, strengthening for those that uh, are married and those that are seeking to be married is that they weathered the storm. And so we thank and praise God for them. Also, our Pentecost is coming up next year. We're doing some uh, advertising and some pre presentations for uh, the National Pentecostal Power Churches Incorporated, uh, where uh, we'll be coming from our theme, Fully Committed. And uh, our presider is Bishop Dr. Charles Bennett. Our assistant presider is Bishop uh, um, Bishop Charles Webb. And uh, Mother Webb and also Mother Bennett are, you know, their spouses. And so we thank and praise God for uh, the Pentecost. It's our 70th year, which is platinum. And uh, we want to talk about the dates. The dates are May 13th through May 19th of 2024. So please mark your calendars. We hope to see you there. And we look forward to you helping us lift up the name of Jesus. All right. And so that's what we have there. Uh, I want to put some things out there. And so those are the upcoming events. Remember that our annual Brotherhood of Pentecostal Power Church in Milwaukee uh, will be the second weekend in December. It's going to be our second weekend in December. It's going to be December 9th and December 10th, all right, right here at the Pentecostal Power Church here in the city of Milwaukee, all right, so we're going to stop that, and so we thank God for you uh, joining us on the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast, um, 
We do love you with the love of the Lord. Uh, we hope that we said something to encourage the people of God. Um, and we want to say uh, to the people of God, God bless you. And uh, thank you for joining the Faith in God Internet TV. All right. And so I'm hoping uh, that uh, you'll be with us on Friday as we get on the uh, broadcast on our Fidget TV Touch and Agree Prayer. So please join us uh, at that particular time as we uh, desire to have you back with us that we may uh, go a little bit farther in human government. Again, I'm your host, Elder Gregory Newson, with the Faith in God Internet TV. Until next time, uh, God bless you in Jesus' name.